the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Good to be with you on a Friday. Hopefully you made it in to wherever you were headed this morning and during your commute safely. Overnight rain and diminishing temperatures led to some ice in some areas. But we hope you have a safe Friday and a wonderful weekend plan. Monday we will not be here. It's President's Day. It's a federal holiday. Hope you have it off as well. Yesterday was an awesome day here on the Bruce Hooley Show. We spent the entire two hours talking about and advocating for Adult Teen Challenge Ohio I'm happy to report, thrilled to report, actually, that thanks to your generosity and the great work that Adult Teen Challenge Ohio does, saving women from all forms of addiction right here in central Ohio, we raised yesterday, you raised, you contributed over $5,000. You can still contribute today on our webpage, 9890answer.com, on our Facebook page, the Hooli Show Facebook page, the Answer Facebook page. That will be up today, tomorrow, Sunday as well. Click on the banner. It's easy to find and donate, please. I would love to get this up. I'd love to double what we've already raised. That would be awesome. And uh, I know Linda Hersenberg was thrilled, and uh, this will really help. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, Today in the news, the Ohio Democratic Party, in the least surprising outcome ever, has endorsed screaming Tim Ryan for the uh, U.S. Senate seat. That seat is currently held by Rob Portman. And there are a host of Republicans seeking that seat. Mike Gibbons, Josh Mandel, Jane Timken, J.D. Vance, and Matt Dolan. Bernie Moreno has dropped out. The Franklin County Republican Party has endorsed Matt Dolan, which is an egregious choice, because Matt Dolan is uh, the co-sponsor of the Equality Act in Ohio, which would establish... LGBTQ as a protected class. That would be a horrific legislative decision. Tim Ryan's all about that. Of course he is. He's a Democrat. So he's running against an even uh, more woke candidate, Morgan Harper. And um, hopefully they will lose and they will lose roundly. Uh, We are a right-leaning state, a center-right state. We are a center-right state in a center-right country. But Democrats have abandoned their traditional voters, the working class, the downtrodden. You say, well, they haven't abandoned the downtrodden. They talk about the downtrodden all the time. They do. They're just not doing anything to help them. They're doing everything they can to enslave them. First to welfare checks. Now, if they could get it, free child care, free college educations, extended unemployment benefits. See, they just love to give things out and giving leads to dependence, which leads to the loss of individual achievement 
which removes all your self-esteem and makes all voters just flatline, monotone, obedient sheep. That is what they want on the Democratic side. I think they'd like that on the Republican side, too, but it's just hard to have a contrast to the Democratic Party if that's what you're going to stand for, too. I have a skepticism of long-term political operatives. I like citizen candidates. I like people who've done something, accomplished something in the real world, people who've served, people who've built businesses. You know, it's really astounding how good a president Donald Trump was from a policy perspective, given that a lot of times governors, when they're elected to the presidency, struggle because running the federal government is totally different than running the state government. Jimmy Carter, most notably, the precursor to the president we have now, Joe Biden. But Donald Trump went in and ran it, I guess, like he runs his Trump conglomerate. He actually got things done. Biden is getting a lot done, too. He's just getting a lot done wrong. Yesterday, he was in Lorain, Ohio, trumpeting his infrastructure bill and a supposed plant they're building to build submarines. Joe got up and said that uh, he identified with Marcy Captor's comment when he shook her hand in line about how it's good to be back in Ohio. And Joe said, yeah, yeah, I know. I love going to Delaware. I go every chance I get. You think I'm kidding. I'm not. No, we don't think you're kidding. You are in Delaware every weekend. I guess it's uh, better than you being in Washington, because if you're in Washington, you might put your hands on something else and screw it up, too. Now, I hate to tell you this, but the Canadian trucker convoy is being broken up by the dictator, Justin Trudeau. Overnight, they began arresting the truckers. They arrested the leader of the convoy. Her name is Tamara Leach. And here is Tamara making an impassioned plea for the truckers not to be goaded into the thing that I think Justin Trudeau and the authorities in Canada would love for them to be goaded into. You have to understand that there's a lot of things at work here that need to prevent this from being a success. And the only way that this is going to succeed is if we always come from a place of love. I've always said, as human beings, we make choices from one of two places. We make choices from love or we make choices from fear. That's it. That's the bottom line. And I pray and I hope that you will make your choices from love. You have to know that they're trying to provoke us. I mean, you hear their language. You hear the language and the verbiage that they're using. And that is not coming from us. And I know you guys all know that. They do know that, but she is so right. I'm not surprised now that this convoy has been as successful as it's been. And it's inspired people the way it's inspired people to give millions of dollars, upwards of $10 million to this convoy. Because once she said there, sounds like, oh, some platitude, put that on a T-shirt. Maybe that'll be a motto for, you know, some 60s flower child. Your decisions either come from love or come from fear. But she's smart because that is 100% accurate. 
This protest in Canada has come from a place of love, love of country, love of freedom, love of a future that they want to be like their past. They don't want a future where they are forced by a government entity to do something that they don't have peace with, and in this case, it's a vaccine mandate. The decisions Justin Trudeau is making, the decisions that our government is making, are decisions based on fear. They fear, in this country, the kind of uprising. Yeah, I thought they liked workers of the world unite. Turns out they hate it. That kind of thing. That's why they hate January the 6th. They don't hate that it went into the Capitol. They hate that people pushed back against a result in an election that sparked a lot, and I mean a lot, of questions that had validity and needed to be addressed. I didn't say the election was stolen. I didn't say the election was thrown. I'm saying there were a lot of things that happened in that election that required an answer, an explanation. And the people there on January the 6th did it, but they did what Tamara Leach is asking the truckers not to do, which is they lost control. But how do the truckers maintain control when they're continually being poked in the chest? Now they're poking them with, hey, if you have animals here at the convoy, we're going to take your animals away from you. Oh, by the way, uh, here is what the new top cop in Ottawa said they're going to do before they start arresting the truckers en masse. When are you planning to intervene uh, for the kids in the protest? So thanks for the question. One of the key concerns that we've had as we've planned and, and looked at how we want to proceed to end this protest is the number of children that remain in there. We continue to work with our partners from the Children's Aid Society and other social services to look at the best, most safest way to have children removed from the area uh, prior to any sort of police action. We've had members of our police service continue to engage with the protesters to identify that it is not a good place for children to be, that they should make every attempt to remove children from the area. See, and that's just a lie. There's nothing wrong with the kids being there. They're in the care of their parents. They're not starving. They're playing. It's a party. But when you threaten people with, we're going to take your kids away from you, those are the kinds of people who do not want the state to control their kids. They're not letting anybody into the protest anymore, so you can't call a friend and have them come and get your kids. If you're put in jail, they could certainly use that to paint you as an unfit parent, which could imperil your kids, your custody of your kids. And here in this country, what are we seeing? We're seeing parents push back at school board meetings. We're seeing parents push back against transgender ideology in schools. We're seeing parents push back against critical race theory, pitting one race against another, oppressors and the oppressed, because they want their children to grow up with the same rights and privileges and the same view of America's exceptionalism as they had. All those concerns come out of love for your kids and love for your country. The decisions that the tyrants, the fascists, the Justin Trudeaus that a lot of extreme left-wing Democrats make are based out of the fear that you'll continue to raise your kids to think like you do, thus imperiling their power thus imperiling their ability to inflict upon you the kind of progressive, in air quotes, America they want to bring from what has been. 
So this conflict between love, fear, and sometimes what do you do when you're caught in between the two is at the very essence of what's going on in Canada. And I think of what's going on here and what's going to transpire here. Because it's very clear that the Biden administration is not going to retreat. A lot of people think he'll pivot at the midterm, at the excuse me, at the uh, State of the Union address on March 1st. He's not going to pivot. He's not going to pivot. He might fake it like he's going to. He's not going to pivot. Democrats are not going to pivot. They've gotten this close. It's taken them 60 years of playing the long game to get this close. They're not, not going to back down now. So they are fighting still over the legislative maps in the state of Ohio. And this is just utter nonsense that our Supreme Court in the state of Ohio is sticking its fat nose in where it doesn't belong. The legislative maps have given Republicans an edge over Democrats. They are not the kind of gerrymandered districts that you see when you look at the New York and Illinois legislative maps. But, of course, that's okay because those are heavily Democratic states. Here in Ohio, the Democrats are whiners who claim that, oh, we don't get a fair shake. You are a super minority in the Ohio House, and you want like a 52 to 48 split when you kind of eyeball the legislative districts. Yeah, I'm sure you'd love that. You sure you don't want a 60-40 advantage? Well, this is all the fault of Maureen O'Connor, the uh, Chief Justice of the Ohio Supreme Court. She's Worse than John Roberts. I think she's really a Democrat who runs on the Republican side because she thinks it helps her get elected. And she's probably right about that. But there's a lawsuit that's been filed in federal court this morning asking a three-judge panel to enact legislative maps, although I don't think that's necessarily constitutional. We'll see where it goes. I'm on the side of the lawsuit because I don't have to look very hard at the people who filed it to know that I'm going to be probably 99% of the time, like-minded with them, uh, Ohio Right to Life and Greater Columbus Right to Life. They both are uh, parts of the lawsuit, along with GOP Representative Margie Condit. So I hope that succeeds. There's news on the Jason Mead trial. He is the Franklin County Sheriff's deputy who was on special duty, pursued Casey Goodson after uh, Officer Mead, Sheriff Mead, said Goodson had uh, brandished a gun. Casey Goodson was shot by Officer Mead and wound up uh, dead, unfortunately, very, very, very unfortunately. Meade wanted his trial to be in federal court because he was part of a U.S. um, SWAT team at the time, federal task force. But he was not on federal task force duty, so a judge in Columbus has ruled against that. So he will stand trial, it appears, unless there's a further appeal. He will stand trial in Franklin County Common Pleas Court. Now, I had a phone call this morning that made my day. Made my day. And it came from someone who donated yesterday to the Adult Teen Challenge benefit. Her name was Tina. And she said that the credit card that she donated on had not been charged enough. So, wow. Super generous, right? As we chatted, Tina... As I said, made my day. She's a working person, a blue-collar working person. And she said it's been really challenging. She worked a lot of hours. I didn't uh, get much, if any, detail on the uh, 
environment politically at her place of business. But I gathered from her that it's been somewhat unpleasant uh, with vaccinations, masks, all those things. But she said to me that she, first of all, I was just totally thrilled. She said uh, that she's taken me up on my advice (laughs) to spend a bit of time every day in the book of Proverbs. And she said, you know, it's delivered just like it has delivered for me. So I highly encourage all of you to, there's 31 chapters in Proverbs. A lot of months have 31 days, all but February have at least 30 days. Read one chapter a day over and over and over and over again. And Tina said, I doubted you on that a little bit. Like, how can you read that same book over and over and over? Now she understands because she's done it. You'll understand too if you do it. It'll give you a perspective, a, a, a godly perspective on life. And I could tell from talking to Tina she has that. And she was grateful for that. And she is troubled by the challenges in our country, and I'm troubled by them too. And she's troubled because she, like me, used to be a Democratic Party voter. She's blue-collar. My parents were union shop, factory worker, blue-collar types. I voted in my, more than youth, for Democratic candidates. Voted for Carter, voted for Clinton twice. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. It ruins my cred with you. I'm sure it does. It ruins my cred with me. But when I came to really prioritize my faith in my life, I realized I could no longer vote Democrat, and Tina's there too. And the Democratic Party doesn't give you any options because they want to kill babies, they want to give credence to transgender ideology. They don't really love our kids, and they don't really want to protect our kids. And... You know, that is uh, really a despicable attitude. They want to control our kids. That that they really want. Because that would, what, ingrain them as the power politically going forward. If they win our kids now, well, guess what? Kids grow up. So the more that they can confuse them, the more that they can program them, the more that they can mold them and shape them in the image they want, I think that's what a lot of our cultural erosion is about. It's what a lot of our public school erosion is about. So I'm concerned for our country's future as long as we have academia and big companies and and influencers out there who are twisting the truth of how great America has been into lies about how bad it has been. So we're going to talk to one of the youth of America next. Her name is uh, Abigail Rist. She's a student at Cedarville University. She was born in the U.S., grew up in Ukraine. You can imagine what's on her mind these days as the situation at the border escalates. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.